0: 790 AM 104.7 FM kfjo.com the kfjo mobile app follow 790 kfjo on twitter like the kfjo morning crew on facebook Doug Lear from the kfjo morning crew and this is going to be a very special holiday edition for the kfjo morning crew and uh you know, here's the thing now, over the course of my holiday special editions, I've, I've really, I've really brought in my wife and my kids. Well, not my wife on the air because she doesn't want to go on the air, but I've, I have brought my kids on the air and, and it's, it's, it's not me. It's you. It's, it's connecting with you as my family. And, uh, I love my kids dearly. And this year, it's going to be a little bit different because you won't be hearing as much from my son and my oldest daughter, Kate. Uh, this year is going to be a little bit different, and it's it's I, I have to put that out there before you start saying, "Well, he's he's given his youngest daughter more attention." That's not the point whatsoever, because I think we all know that uh, throughout life, there's there's different times when your kids, different kids. Have something happen in their life, and when you do, you, you you love them all, and then you acknowledge and and my kids have all had their moments both publicly and privately and in the family and uh, so that's just a little bit of a disclaimer uh, for this year's Christmas show and in, in all in all reality folks, this world is facing so many challenges and struggles for you and I, for our, our kids and the young kids, our neighbors and our friends. And we so want to encourage you, not just over the holiday break, over the Christmas break, but we want to encourage you, if you get an opportunity to get outdoors, to go outdoors, whether it's going for a walk, uh, we love ice fishing where we live and and skating and cross-country skiing and snowmobiling, and you get outdoors and you get that free vitamin D, you get that fresh air, and it's, it's good for the soul. And then you come back in, and I don't know, maybe you get yourself a cup of tea or a hot chocolate, and you, I don't, you don't have to curl up by the fireplace. You got your favorite chair, and curl up with a book, and feed your mind. And we are so fortunate right now to have joining us on the air, best-selling, award-winning author Kate D. Camille on KFGO. Kate, thank you so very much for joining us. Great to have you on KFGO Radio.
1: I, I'm so happy to be here and like I'm so down with your plan. you know I'm in, I'm in Minneapolis, um, so I love uh, when the lakes freeze over and I can walk across them and then and then come back and exactly like you said. come up with a book.
0: And, and Kate, part of the reason I want to have this conversation is I in my mind, I think of what we can do for the kids and if we can get to the kids and and get them reading physical books sitting down putting away the digital putting away the devices and and reading a book whatever we can do is is gonna is gonna help and kate i don't know the entire backstory of your life and i've read some of it i watched you on the today show uh, with a a wonderful interview with uh with jenna bush earlier this summer and then just uh, a couple of weeks ago i get the mail and I go to the mailbox, and I pull out, and there's a postcard. It's from my youngest daughter, Grace. And I look at the postcard, and I go deliver it to Grace. And she absolutely lit up with excitement. And it was a postcard from you, Kate, that you had replied to my daughter, Grace, who had written you. And I, I mean, I, I love my kids. I try to be a connected dad. I don't know. I always know exactly what they're doing. But you took the time to respond to a young 15-year-old girl and what you what you wrote is is touching as a dad and inspirational as a child. Grace, you've got that postcard here. Grace, this is my youngest daughter, Grace. There, Grace, could you read the postcard quick like please?
2: It says, Dear Grace, thank you for believing in the power of stories. I hope you will keep reading your friend Kate DiCamillo. P. S. Thank you for your letter. You are a fantastic writer.
0: Kate, what what you do is is unreal in this world. Tell us your background in writing and in reading, Kate?
1: Well, I've always always been a reader, um, and uh, I struggled to how much, I, I could talk all day about this kind of stuff because you're singing my song. so I'll try to I'll, I, I'll try not to monopolize the conversation, but oh, well, this is I about you. Learn... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's the thing. That's the beautiful thing, Doug. It's just not about me. It's about, it's about people connecting through story. That's what it's about. And that's what you're after, and that's what I'm after. And that's what Grace and I did um, when she wrote me a letter. But even without her writing a letter and me writing a note back, we connected because she read a book. You know, And we're connected even if we don't write to each other. That's the miracle of a book. And when you're saying... Um, kids curling up with a book, but adults too. And, and here's a fabulous thing that anybody can do, which is to go and read to somebody. So not just your eight year old, your six year old, but somebody in, uh, the hospital, somebody in a nursing home. It is a wonderful gift to go and read to somebody we're, we're story animals. It's, it's, it's what we need. And uh, it's how we make sense out of the world. So, okay, so now I'll get down off my soapbox and say, um, I I was always a reader. I I struggled to learn how to read, but I I had a a fantastic mother who uh, helped me learn how to read. And then once I had it, there was no looking back. And um, I just read everything I could get my hands on. And uh, it took me a long time to become a writer. I knew that I wanted to do it for a long time but I spent a lot of time uh, dreaming about it and not doing it. So when I was 30 years old, uh, I I moved from Florida to Minnesota. And uh, at at that point, I started to write. um, And I've been writing ever since.
0: Kate DiCamillo is a two-time Newbery Award winner. She is a best-selling award-winning author. Uh, You've heard of Mercy Watson series. She's got a great book out now over the holiday season called A Very Mercy Watson Christmas. And this this time of year, this Christmas holiday break, is we're we're thinking of parents get those kids to read to to read a book. You've got some time over this holiday, as as you mentioned, Kate. It's uh it's about reading to those kids as they're young and they can grow up with uh with the word. My youngest daughter, Grace Lear, is joining us. This is the KFJL Morning Crew. Doug Lear, a very special Christmas edition of a KFJL Morning Crew. And and Grace, what was the first book that you read from Kate DiCamillo?
2: It would have to be one of the books from the Mercy Watson series.
0: Okay, that was the first one that you read. And
2: how old were you, Grace, when, when do you remember? Oh, I uh, have no idea. And, um, my mom had read to me since I'm little with my siblings, and we would pick up Mercy Watson from our library. So I'd have to say at least from at age four, maybe, I started reading you.
1: Wow, wow. And then did you, like... Go on and discover the novels on your own. I um, was, you know, some. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> I was at a book sale this March, and I saw it because of Win Dixie, and I started thinking. I feel like I've heard that title somewhere be- before, so I just picked it up and I read it, and I went, "Wow, this is really, really good."
1: <laughs> it's it's um, so funny because sometimes kids will write me and say, that, like, they start off with Mercy Watson. And then they don't make the connection between my name seems a little bit familiar to them, but they don't make the connection that i, I wrote you know because of when Dixie Tale of Jasper yeah. so that I'm always curious to how how kids like find their way to the the novels and and something that I hear a lot from kids um is that um their teacher read them uh, one of the novels in the, in the classroom, and to me, that is just like. Uh, I I love that. I've been doing this long enough now that I have um, people who are like in their late twenties, early thirties who come through the line and say, my fourth grade teacher read this book to me when, um, and, and I decided I wanted to be a teacher myself. And now I'm reading this book to my fourth grade students. And, and that talk about, talk about a gift, man, to hear that. So Grace, I, I because I said that in that note that you were a good writer, I don't say that unless I mean it. Are you thinking about becoming uh, a writer as uh, a career?
2: Yes, I've been thinking about that for a while. I've enjoyed writing forever, and just getting that in the postcard has meant the world to me. And I'm just walking on air to know <laughs> that an award-winning writer said I'm a fantastic writer. Well, I I truly um I
1: I, I wouldn't I, I won't say it unless it's true. Mm. And and you know, it's when I was um your age, like because I'm old, I'm fifty eight, um, sometimes I think, gosh, am I fifty eight? Is that right? Hey, no, that's not that right? old, 58. Kate. That's not old. <laughs> <laughs> And, but when I was growing up and doing all of that reading and and I still do so much reading now, but when I was doing all that reading, I never thought that like human beings were writing the books. I I never occurred to me that it was something that I could do. It's so happy making to me to think that you, Grace, at this age, know that it's something that you can do and it's something that you clearly have a gift for, so...
0: Kate DiCamillo is joining us on the KF Joe Morning Crew, a very special Christmas edition. She is a best-selling award-winning author. I want to encourage you to check out the Mercy Watson, a very Mercy Watson Christmas, the latest in a in a series. And I'll give you a for example. So I'm watching the video of, uh, of the Today Show from earlier this summer with uh, Jenna Bush explaining some of the things she's doing. And, and and thank God for her to get young kids not just reading but writing. But I'm watching the video and my 20 year old son walks by, and he sees the video, and he says, "Who's that?" And I mentioned. I said it's Kate Camille. She wrote because of Win Dixie. I go, "Yeah." He goes, "Wow, <laughs> she's awesome!" And that's a that's a 20 <laughs> year old young man that's saying that. Kate. Oh,
1: that's it's just like I actually like I teared up a little bit. It's just like, but you know, that's the power of books. Yeah, that's the power of books. It's just like, and a book that you read when you're a kid. You remember it for the rest of your life. It, it just, it, it shapes. It's so what an honor to be doing this and to get to be, I remember one of the first letters that I got, um, when, because when Dixie was the first book that I published and one of the first letters I received from uh, a reader was a little girl that said that she loved the book. And that's uh, sometimes uh, she kept it by her bed, and sometimes in the middle of the night when she couldn't sleep or she was afraid, mm. she would get up and uh, and just read a few passages from the book, and it would make her feel safe if she could go back to sleep. And the other thing she said in that letter was, "And if that doesn't work, then I go out to the refrigerator and I drink some pickle juice, and that <laughs> helps me go to sleep." <laughs>
0: Let's stick with the reading. And Let's stick with the books. <laughs>
1: But it's like, I, it, I, I think about that kid. She yeah. would be, she's totally grown up now, right? She would right. be 30 years old. And and to to think that I got to be there with her, that uh, when Dixie and Opal and I got to be there with her uh, yeah. in the middle of the night when she was afraid, um, that's what books are all about, you know?
0: Kate DiCamillo, she has sold over 50 million copies. And, and she is a very successful, award-winning author joining us on KFGO. I wanted to get your your insight and your thoughts, Kate, because I, I've, I've in radio I've seen and I've heard the regeneration of the vinyl world. And my kids read books, my kids go to the library, and I'm not saying that because they're better than anybody else. I'm just saying it matter of factly. And, and 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 I'm praying and I'm hoping that this world does that. Do you see a growing interest in? kids reading and I, and I, I shouldn't be so I'm, I'm not trying to be pious I should I mean if they're going to read on a device if they're going to read a book on a device I'm not going to tell them no but I also think in the back of my mind this we see a world that goes through cycles and vinyl has made an amazing comeback and do you think that's coming our way Kate
1: I you know it's because I'm I, I used to be out on the road so much before the pandemic and so I'd be in front of people all the time and talking to them um <clears throat> and taking the temperature on that but I can tell you two things. One, reading with kids is very much alive, and vital, and necessary to kids. And and that is like I, I I you know we don't hear the press on that, but it's true. And and teachers are doing incredible things in classrooms, reading aloud and getting kids engaged in in books and what books can do. And as far as the physical book, I myself you know again I'm 58 but I never made the switch to doing it electronically. I I want and love and need the feel of a book in my hands. And uh, when I uh, go out and, and, you know, we're just starting to do some of this now as things loosen up and do signings, that's the physical book. That's people, it matters to people. You watch people hold, particularly kids, they they hold it to their heart, you know? And so I, I don't think that the physical book is ever going to go away? And like you, I believe that there will be a renaissance, much like with vinyl. So yes.
0: Let's talk about writing, and because we want to encourage, we want to encourage kids, uh, not just over Christmas break, uh, and, and and adults and everybody else to read. It's uh, it's good for the mind. It's it's good for the soul. Uh, stretch your mind. Exercise your brain. Think. Read. Ponder. But let's talk about writing because I I think maybe kids don't believe in their heart that they can be a writer. And you went through and I'm 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 not gonna try to steal your story, but I, I wanna <laughs> but but you went through literally a decade of maybe wanting to be a writer and not actually being a writer. Tell us about that.
1: Sure. So and I I referenced this a little bit like so when it was when I was in college that I, I decided that I that's what I wanted to do was be a writer. And it's because of professor had said to me um, in an English class, you have a certain facility with words you should consider graduate school. And because I was 21 years old, I thought he was speaking to me in code and trying to tell me that I was really talented. And I thought, great, uh, why bother with graduate school? I'll just go off and be a writer. So what I did was I got a black turtleneck, because that's what writers (laughs) always wear, right? Black turtlenecks. And, And I just, I sat around looking, trying to look like a writer. And, uh, and dreaming of having a picture of myself and my black turtleneck on a cover of a book and like reading books on writing, and, but not writing anything. And that literally was all, 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 almost a decade, like you said. And then, and then right um, before I turned 30, I, I suddenly understood that I could spend the rest of my life talking about this thing that I wanted to do and not doing it. And, uh, I, 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 when I talk to kids, I tell them, and it's funny because kids don't quite get this, but adults do. It's easier to do the work than it is not to do the work. Mm. And, and it takes you a long time to learn that. And and it took me 30 years and it's like, okay, this is the work that I want to do. It's easier to just go ahead and do it than it is to go around talking about it all the time. So I, I started by, just writing two pages a day and then I started sending stories out into the world and started collecting rejection letters so that was the the you know I I waited 10 years I started and then it was about six years of collecting rejection letters a lot of rejection letters 473 rejection letters and um and you know so the universe said no 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 and I kept on knocking and and then it said yes
0: we're, good, we're not going to let you just gloss over that, because <laughs> our, our world needs to, to understand that um, best-selling award-winning author Kate DiCamillo, a two-time Newbyer, Newbery Award winner, didn't just write because of Winn-Dixie, sent it to the publisher, and the, they said, yeah, hey, that's great. We're going we're gonna to go with this. 473 rejection letters. You persevered. How did you do it?
1: I you know it's like I I uh, when I had a PowerPoint and I would talk to the kids and I would ask them to guess the number um, of rejection letters and um, n- n- <laughs> nobody ever guessed that many and then when the number would come up on the screen they would scream and and I and then they would ask that very question what in the world made you keep going and I don't I, I think. Part of it was that I waited so long to start and I saw that if it was going to get done, the only way it was going to get done was if if I kept on going, uh, that it was entirely on me whether or not I wanted to do this, that no one could stop me from, you know, sending it out. But the other thing I always said to the kids was when that number came up on the screen, I would look at it and think, what if I'd stopped at 471? Mm. You know, I wouldn't be standing here talking to you now. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be talking to you now on the radio. It just, so it's just like I just made up my mind that it was, I could I couldn't control whether I was talented, I couldn't control whether the work was any good, but I could control whether or not I did the work and kept showing up for the work and kept on putting the work out into the world, um, and so I kept going, and I, I'm so glad that I did.
0: You're listening to the KF Joe Morning Crew, Doug Lear, Grace Lear, award winning author, Kate D. Camille. Her latest book is A Very Mercy Watson Christmas. And, Grace, I've talked a lot, and I want to make sure. Grace, do you have uh, another question for Kate or anything you'd like to ask her?
2: So, Mercy Watson, the book series, is probably the most peculiar <laughs> series I've ever read. That's <laughs> true. It's
1: true. Go yeah. ahead. Okay. Yeah. So, I just I, have I, to
2: ask I, what inspired uh-huh. Mercy Watson?
1: Yeah. So, um, here's the story of uh, like, I, I have a notebook with me all the time and it used to be that I was traveling all the time. And so like, I, am a big fan of eavesdropping and that's why I have the notebook. So like I can listen in on other conversations, traveling is a wonderful way to do that. But also strange things sometimes go through my head going with your word peculiar. So I was on an airplane. I, I closed my eyes and I saw, a pig face and then underneath it like in neon letters I saw the word mercy and I thought how funny would it be to have a pig named mercy and so I got out my notebook I wrote that down when I got home I started to write this story about a pig who lived with mr. and mrs. Watson who had lost sight of the fact that the pig was a pig and uh, loved her as a child and it was uh, a story that I kept on pulling out and working on and it but it wouldn't quite come together And then I got, are you still listening to me, Grace? Because this is kind of a long story, but I'm going to get all the way through it. Um, So I, I got a new car. It was my very first new car of my adult life. Um, brand new car and I took a friend to the airport the first day that I had it and she got into my car with a gigantic piece of toast (laughs) and she started to eat it in my brand new car spraying all these greasy crumbs everywhere and I'm like can you wait until you get to the airport to finish your toast because you're messing up my new car and Instead of it stopping her, what I got from her was a lecture about toast. One of her kids had made this piece of toast for her, and she said, Toast always tastes better if somebody else has made it for you. It should be liberally, liberally buttered. It should have a great (laughs) deal of butter on it. The butter should be spread all the way to the end. Mm. And so, like, by the time I got rid of her at the airport, I knew what was missing in the story about the pig, which is what the pig loved above all other things, which is toast with a great deal of butter on it. And so once I had that piece, then it all just kind of kicked, clicked into place. And, um, and it is peculiar, Grace. You're right. It is very odd and it only gets odder as it goes on. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, 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 to- a toast-loving pig. And then she lives on Dekawu Drive, which is like filled with all these strange um, but lovable people. And they all get their own stories too. So yeah, peculiar.
2: So, do you like toast? I love toast. And,
1: and I have to agree with, you know, my friend, it tastes better if somebody else makes it for you. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's so you know?
0: true. Anything else, yeah. Grace?
2: Um, So, uh, I just had a thought. So, on the lines of Mercy Watson, what is your favorite character you've ever written?
1: I can never answer that question, Grace. And you know why? It's kind of like it feels a little bit like Having kids and that you're picking a favorite kid, but I, I will say this: you know, I wrote because of When Dixie First. Um, I I had had all those rejections. I I was working at a book warehouse, so I had a very uh, realistic expectation for what would happen with a first-time novel from an unknown writer, um, and um, and people opened their hearts to that book, and uh, and it changed my life. And so I always think that Winn-Dixie and Opal, those two characters, I think of that as like this golden doorway that I got to walk through with those characters into this this job that I I get to do every day now, which is to write books for kids. And so I, I, Winn-Dixie, Opal, maybe, I would have to say, because they were with me and walked through that, that doorway with me.
0: Kate De Camille, you have been incredibly generous with your time, with your your insight, and and all that you've done. You have you've changed the course of history for so many kids or for so many families, and I, I can't thank you enough for for you know persevering on beyond number 472. The latest book out is a very mercy Watson Christmas. And with your success, I'm going to go out on a limb, Kate and say that people can find that book anywhere, right?
1: (laughs) They can, but, but, you know, um, this is the thing and y'all know it too. It's just like, let's, let's finish by saying this. You've given me a gift by talking to me uh, and, and everybody who's listening, uh, go and give a gift to somebody else. Go and 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 uh, read with somebody. Um, it, it, you know, uh, sometimes I, I'll say this: uh, go home and read to your adult mm. because we need we need it too. Yeah. We all need story. Boy, so, amen.
0: Well yeah. put. Kate, have you ever been to Fargo, North Dakota? I have been. You have more yeah, than once. I have
1: been. No, it was just once. And it was a long time ago. But one of my best friends uh, is from North Dakota. And I told her I was doing this this morning. She's like, oh, she was so excited. She clapped her hands. Oh, yeah. 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 So uh, hello. Hello, North Dakota. I'm not very far away here in in Minneapolis.
0: No, you're right in the pages Um, of a book. You're right there. Yeah. <laughs> You're right at the tip of the fingers, right, right beyond their eyes, uh, right in, right in their heart. Kate D. Camille, we're gonna, we're gonna try to um, leverage with our libraries and Barnes and Noble, whatever. We're gonna try to get you back to Fargo um, one of these days, and, and God willing. And Kate, thank you so very much. Uh, Grace, you want a bit of farewell?
2: Yeah. Thank you so much. Your books are absolutely wonderful, and I can't imagine a world without Mercy Watson in it.
1: Oh, Grace. I can't wait to read your books, and I have no doubt that I will. And um, uh, happy holidays to both of you.
0: Thank you. This is the KF Joe Morning Crew, Doug Lear, Grace Lear, Kate DiCamillo, a very special Christmas edition. Again, the whole point, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and and, and I I joke a lot if you listen to me on the Morning Crew. We have a lot of fun, but this is one of those times that I I, want to be completely serious. I want to encourage you to read to your kids. Kids, read to your mom and dad. Ask your mom and dad. Take me to the library. Take me to the bookstore. I want to read. Get outdoors. Get some sunshine. Breathe that beautiful, cold, fresh air. Then come back in and read that book. This is The Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO.